There's been changes, small changes here and there that I think will help, but the work is there for a long time. And uh, this has just helped to highlight, you know, what we need to do in order to really grow and, and establish true economic development for the whole region. Because, you know, you're as strong as your weakest link. And if you have one segment of the community suffering, health or business-wise, then, you know, we're all suffering. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. Throughout season two, it has been JEDCO's goal to provide our listeners with stories from businesses and organizations doing their part to support inform, give back, and provide resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. So many of our local businesses have taken time to care for this community during a time of need. Today, I am delighted to share an interview with Myra Pineda, the president and CEO of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Today, I am delighted to share an interview with Myra Pineda, the president and CEO of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Louisiana. The Hispanic Chamber has been an invaluable resource throughout this pandemic. The organization helped to usher in Spanish translation of important documents, resources, and press conferences during the pandemic, and hosted weekly conference calls with experts to keep their network informed. Beyond that, they continue to do the important work of providing educational content and virtual networking events to their members, as well as advocating for the Hispanic community at every level. They have a number of really exciting events coming up, including a virtual job fair tomorrow and the annual Healthcare Technology and Innovation Summit later this summer. Myra and I talked about the work being done by the Hispanic Chamber during the COVID-19 pandemic, the importance of filling out the 2020 census and the value of partnerships to advance economic development and business growth. Enjoy. Well, Myra, thank you so much for being on our show. We appreciate you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been following this since you launched it, and you know it's been a great tool. Thank okay. you. Very Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always nice to hear that people are listening and, and tuning in. We appreciate that for sure. Well, I, I've always start, I, I guess with the second season, I really started out asking everyone how they're doing. I mean, there's just been a lot going on right now. So how are you? How are, how are your family members? How's everybody doing? Well, thankfully, everybody is doing well. We're healthy. I even recovered from my broken arm. So... <laughs> You know, the quarantine helped me in that way because, you know, it's, it's hard to stay still when, when you're running a nonprofit and in events every day. But uh, it forced me to stay home and, and just, you know, take care of the surgery while we shifted into all the craziness of virtual uh, world and remote working and everything else. So it's been uh, interesting three months for sure some days are better than our than others some days you feel like a little stress um, others you know it's exciting but um, I'm just glad to see that I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel now and, and we're moving forward which is what we need to do 
That is great. And I'm glad to hear that your arm is all healed up. I remember we saw you at one of our Prosper Jefferson seminars, I guess, obviously before the pandemic happened and you had this big cast. And so I'm so glad to see that you're recovered. <laughs> it was a journey of, you know, like six, eight months, but haven't been able to do physical therapy, but it's healed. I have one arm. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a little while now because the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in Louisiana is just such an incredible organization. You do such great work. So can, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the Hispanic Chamber and what you guys do? Well, um, as you know, we're, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is uh, the largest business organization in the state of Louisiana. And we're basically a bridge between the Hispanic community and the business community at large. One thing I always like to tell, um, you know, listeners or people that don't know too much about our chamber is that you do not have to be Hispanic to belong to our chamber. We are a very diverse organization with, you know, corporations, business owners, and um, people from all walks of life. But the, the common interest is the Hispanic community, of course, in trying to connect those small businesses, professionals, to uh, opportunities in our corporate world. So it's about economic development and diversity and inclusion. And, and so we help by putting on networking events, a lot of education, building capacity in our community is very important. Uh, we had already been working in, as a focal point on digital literacy. And as you can see now, digital literacy is key for anything that we do. Yeah. A lot of financial literacy, um, health-related topics as well, because we can't have healthy businesses if we don't have a healthy community. And, um, and lots of uh, opportunities for different uh, size businesses throughout the state of Louisiana. And uh, we've been growing in the past five years. Our membership has grown. Our you know, support, our partners uh, are there supporting and recognizing the work that we're doing and the, and the need for this work because we provide um, also a, build, a workforce training program for that segment of the community that needs to connect to other opportunities, learn English as a second language, and have tools and skills that will provide them in, to be placed into jobs, the opportunity to be placed into jobs. So it, it's a lot. It's a mouthful, but uh, we're very proud. We're a small and mighty team, and, and we work, you know, daily uh, um, to, to serve the community um, where they are. And, uh, and COVID has not been an exception. We very early on saw the need for important information to be shared with our community and, and immediately pivoted to making sure that the community had the information up to date on a daily basis. Uh, we did the calls, weekly community calls with top experts in the, in the community, different topics from the loan applications to the health um, topics to how to navigate you know, the new system. And um, they proved to be uh, well received and I'm so glad that, that we were able to, to do it. But again, we can't do that if we don't have great partners in the community uh, and, and great supporters. 
Wonderful. Well, yes, I just, I, I, the mission, your mission is just, just so incredible. And I also want to mention that you are an award-winning chamber of commerce. I know you guys have won multiple awards, including from the U S Hispanic chamber of commerce. So, I mean, that, that speaks volumes to just the great work that you're doing and how engaged and active you are within the greater New Orleans community and the entire state. Um, and you did talk about this access to education, to some of the networking events. You also have a young professionals group, right? Yes, correct. And uh, we're very proud of our young professionals. That's the future of our chamber. That's the way I see it. And um, we have a great group of uh, young professionals. Our um, chair for the committee this year is uh, Daniel Toro. He's an investment um, professional and, and just, you know, their passion is, is really uh, contagious. And that's what I like to see because they're generation Hispanics, but with that passion to serve the community and to give back and serve as role models. Because uh, what I tell people uh, all the time, and particularly Hispanics, is we have to be proud of our heritage, but at the same time, see how we can contribute to our new environment. And, and, and that's exactly what they do as young professionals. They, they bring back and give back to the community, um, to schools, you know, when you have, young scholars see uh, a young professional graduated from finance or law or you know a medical they they can they see that that's possible and they can be there one day and that's what we're trying to do i love that so much it's just it's incredible uh, incredible work and it's incredible to see that this you know that these young people are inspiring the next generation i i love that but, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the events that you have coming up because I, this one caught my eye. I, I get all of your emails and I've, I've always been really impressed. You guys put on so many fantastic events. It's amazing. Um, but I see that you have an event coming up in July, um, the Healthcare Technology and Innovation Summit. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, I'm sure you've, you've heard all over the news something that we had identified, you know, over a year ago the need for more information around healthcare, access to healthcare, nutrition, uh, prevention, mental health in the Hispanic community. And then the, the twist and the new innovation um, with technology being tied into healthcare. And I know, you know, everybody had been uh, learning about the new apps and, and the new um, telemedicine, you know, um, visits with, with your physicians, but my God, how important is it now? We've seen how it was a game changer right now for so many people that could not visit their doctor and the only way they could do it was virtually uh, or to get responses from tests on their phone. So this event uh, is our healthcare technology and innovation. It's going to be July 16th at the Hyatt Regency in New Orleans. We're going to have the speakers uh, there safely, you know, distanced. And, um, but we're going to be, um, people are going to be able to access it via Zoom, YouTube, and also Facebook Live. Um, so plenty of platforms and one twist this year is that we're going to have a Spanish, all Spanish panel. So we have top positions from, you know, the different healthcare institutions that we have, you know, award-winning um, 
healthcare institutions in the state of Louisiana, and they're going to be participating. Uh, but also, we have executives from Microsoft at the national level coming in. And that's where, you know, those contacts with the national chamber have helped our chamber so much. It's so important because uh, they're coming in to help because they realize in the importance of educating our community uh, regarding healthcare and the technology, the new technology associated with healthcare. So the event is gonna be from nine to 11 on July 16th. Uh, and we hope, you know, many people join us. It's free. And uh, we just uh, think it's it's very critical right now. Uh, so many, um, so much information around COVID and moving forward, wow. what we have to live for for many years. But also, the what can we do to to help prevent those underlying conditions that made some people more vulnerable, yeah. including the Hispanic community, which That's you know were disproportionately affected by by the virus. This is such an important conversation to be having right now, and and I I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to be tuning in because I think you know this is this is great information that needs to be out there, um, and we'll definitely help spread the word however we can. You you mentioned the pandemic earlier, and we've talked about this you know kind of throughout our conversation, but I just I really want to to kind of focus in a little bit about the Hispanic Chamber's response to COVID-19. Your team has done incredible work throughout these challenging times to inform and support the greater New Orleans community and Louisiana, provided translations uh, for some of those important documents. You've hosted those weekly conference calls. Um, and you touched on this a little bit before, but can you just talk about some of those important ways that you've served and continue to serve the Hispanic community and the, the greater community during this pandemic? Oh yes, I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish. And um, the first thing was informed. So we immediately activated, you know, connections with the local Hispanic media and through our, all of our channels to be able to share uh, the information coming from the state, from the local administrations, you know, on a daily basis as, it, as information was coming in. But we quickly realized that everything was coming into us in English. And uh, unfortunately, there is a segment of the community, a large one, that feels more comfortable in Spanish or needs it in Spanish because they don't speak English. So we immediately created an ad hoc committee to begin translating. And I contacted administrations throughout the state uh, to offer those services, which you know they were uh, accepted. Uh, many of them now have their own translating teams, which I'm very happy to see because that's what needed to happen, including at the state. I don't know if you saw that now Governor Edwards' um, press conferences have uh, at the end of the conference a translation uh, for yes. the press conference. Amazing. So it makes me happy because uh, that means that I highlighted a need and it, now it's being met. Um, we were very happy to do it for a short period, but obviously that's not what we do. So I'm very happy to see that, you know, it has now been adopted as a permanent um, need for the community. And, and that, that was one of very important area. Then of course, I've been participating with the different business committees in reopening um, 
committees that have been set up by the governor with the Resilient Louisiana Commission, also with Mayor Contrell and, and her reopening uh, task force. And so um, I think it's important because I've been advocating for the needs, particular needs and unique needs of our community, which, you know, I'll give you one quick example. There were resources, federal resources coming for many businesses, but unfortunately, many of the micro business owners in our, in our um, community do not qualify for those funds. So what do they do? Uh, and, and the last thing we want to see is, you know, uh, Williams Boulevard with lots of closed doors, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because we, there are many Hispanic businesses along that highway, mm -hmm. uh, or, or any other area in, in the different parishes. So um, it's important that, you know, that we highlight those needs and, you know, there's been changes, small changes here and there that I think will help, but the work is there for a long time. And uh, this has just helped to highlight, you know, what we need to do in order to really grow and, and establish true economic development for the whole region. because. You know, you're as strong as your weakest link. And if you have one segment of the community suffering, health or business-wise, then, you know, we're all suffering. Absolutely. What, what in, and again, I said this earlier, but such an important conversation to be having, especially during this time where there's just, there is a lot going on in the world. Um, and it is so important to ensure that we have equity across the board from, from all of our community. So I'm so glad to hear and to see, I mean, it's just so evident in all of the work that you're doing that, that it is making a difference and an impact for your community and, and for the, the greater community, as I said earlier. So um, thank you. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you for all that you are doing. We are so appreciative of it. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm very um, honored to serve my community. And um, it, it means representation. What I tell the community is we need to really, those, um, the young professionals and others that are able to really uh, represent the Hispanic community in different boards, in different activities. It's important that we do it because that's how we are noticed. Yeah. And, um, and that's how we can contribute to those other organizations and really uh, be an asset. Um, and that's, that's how I feel that, that we need to move forward. The Hispanic Chamber has been a huge advocate for filling out the 2020 census to ensure that everyone in our community gets counted, that we're all represented. Can you talk about why this work is so important for the Hispanic community? This, uh, the census is, was important even before the pandemic, but now after going through uh, what the state is going through, those federal dollars are critical. And the programs associated with those funds, specifically for our Hispanic community, are very important for the school systems, for the community programs that are funded by, by the uh, federal dollars, for infrastructure, and for representation. So it's very important. I realized that early on and created the first Hispanic Complete Count Committee. Uh, that had never existed in Louisiana. So I had already been invited to participate in Governor Edwards' Complete Count Committee, which I'm very honored uh, to do. Uh, and I'm also with the Urban League of Louisiana. They formed a coalition. So 
I participate in that as well, but I thought it was very important to have a Hispanic complete count committee. The minorities, you know, African-American and Hispanics and Asians are considered hard to count communities. And what, what they want to hear from trusted voices, because just because on the mainstream media, they said the census is here, participate, they're not going to do it. There are so many stigmas around the census. Is that information safe? I'm undocumented. You know, the, unfortunately, the environment is not very favorable for that. It's not like it was 30 years ago. Um, so how is, it, is this really important? How does it impact me? directly. So I thought it was very important to come out as a trusted voice in the community, as well as, you know, creating the people in that committee uh, that are all community leaders, other organizations, his, Hispanic media owners, uh, to, to come out and support and engage the community around the message of why is it important, the safety of that information, and how it would impact them, you know, directly. Um, so we've been very successful with that so far. I've been able to um, secure some, some uh, help from local corporations that believe in that message as well uh, for, for local media and uh, buys, and, and that's helping too. But, you know, it, it's, it's not going to, this distraction of COVID, we didn't count on it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, thank God, this was the first time that the census could be done online mm -hmm. or on the phone. So that's helping too. So just getting the message out is, is a critical, you know, and we're not able to do any events or any of the activities that we had planned in advance. Uh, so now we have to do it all through social media, through the mainstream media, through the Hispanic media and emails and engaging faith leaders and you know other ways of, of doing it but uh, I believe it's important yeah absolutely it is incredibly important and I know uh, here at JEDCO we have also been pushing out that messaging um, in our social media channels and and spreading that message as well because it is just it's it's very important for the entire community to be counted are you able to see if if the campaign is, is working, are you able to see or hear if how many folks in our community have actually filled out the census and, and what that what that looks like right now? The last report I have, but it's a general number, including all communities. It's like at, at the state level, we're at 51.8%. So it's still not where it needs to be. Yeah. So we've got um, work to do still. <laughs> work to do and um, like I said you can do it via cell phone computer telephone mail or if by July I believe it is I'm not sure I don't remember the date exactly um, your response is not in then that's when they send the survey um, takers out into you know to come knock at your door so that's what I tell the community if you don't want a stranger knocking at your door, it takes less than 10 minutes. Do it real quick online, send it and you're done. Yeah, you're so right. It is very quick. It's, it, it's, um, it was surprisingly easy to fill out. <laughs> there are important messages that sometimes, you know, um, people don't, don't know. Uh, for example, that everybody needs to be counted, including children, including 
someone that may be just visiting, but living under your roof, um, everyone counts. And uh, this is not about documents or no documents. It's like if you're living in Louisiana, you need to be counted. Yes. I think it's an obligation and we owe that to our state. So we need to do that. Absolutely. And filling out the census, as you said earlier, is it helps the state and our communities to get the resources they need to continue to grow and thrive. And that helps everybody. Absolutely. That's the message. So we'll, we're going to continue through. Uh, they, I've heard rumors they may extend it a little bit, um, but at least through August, September, uh, the message is going to be strong. And uh, we hope our community engages and, and really comes out strong because we want to be counted. Like, like I said, if we're counted, then we can come out and say, hey, we're so many and we need this and this and this. But if we're not counted, then the funds go somewhere else and we disappear. Absolutely. That, that's in, such an important message. Um, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. I mean, all of this ties together, but I, you know, we're talking, we've talked about the census and your events and the COVID-19, and now I just think tying it all together, you serve on our board here at GEDCO and on many other boards throughout um, the parish and the state, the region. Um, and these partnerships are, are so valuable and so important. Can, can you talk about uh, the value of these partnerships and, and what they mean for the entire community's success, what they mean for the Hispanic community's success? Exactly. Um, as I had referred to before, I think uh, being represented as a community on these very uh, valuable boards is so important because we, I, I feel like I bring a new perspective uh, to the board that maybe I assume that they might know, but they don't. But uh, I've found, you know, my, my service and my tenure with the JETCO board to be particularly rewarding. It's uh, an amazing organization with a star team and, um, and leadership. And I think one of the areas that I enjoy the most is uh, not only is it uh, an economic development arm that has done so many amazing projects, but the help to the small business owners through the financing, I think uh, is critical. And I'm always talking about it because many people don't know about it. You know, and that happens to me, you know, what do you mean you don't know about this? Yes, there's access to capital. Uh, for small business owners. So it's that to me is, I've seen it where entrepreneurs or small business owners can grow and, and continue with their dreams because of the work, you know, the financing that they're able to obtain through JETCO. So um, I also serve on another board that is very dear to my heart, the New Orleans Hispanic Heritage Foundation, which provides scholarships to um, Hispanic, academically, you know, brilliant um, students with, you know, financial needs. But again, it's amazing to see how we've changed lives of some of these students that have been able to go to universe, Ivy League universities, and they come from very humble homes, but parents that really cared about you know, their education and their future. 
So uh, that's another great board that I participate in. And then of course the City Park uh, Improvement Association, which takes care of our, you know, I think the treasure of New Orleans, which is City Park. Who doesn't have a great memory about City Park and, and everything that they do and how it's basically funded by, you know, what it generates on its own. Not, you know, doesn't receive much public funding at all. So um, it's, it's a great board. Uh, I've learned so much about the city that I didn't know through that board. So it works both ways. Um, and, then, and then lastly, of course, my, my seat at the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, which is a national board, and I'm honored to be on that. Uh, out of 200 plus chambers, uh, there are six representing six different regions in wow. the United States. So I'm one of those six representing the Southeast. And uh, it's, it's a great board. It's uh, really uh, an amazing group of individuals with a passion for Hispanic business to advocate at the national level. Uh, we've been on calls with the president, with you know the SBA administrator. So, I mean, sometimes I pinch myself because it's, it's opportunities that, that uh, really have taught me best practices that I'm able to come and implement at the local level. That is incredible. I, I love to hear. I love to hear that. And it's. I also really want to thank you for mentioning our, our financing arm at Jedco because you're right. Not a lot of people um, know that we offer small business financing. My job as the marketing director has been to sort of change that, and I think we've done a good job of highlighting the SBA 504 as um, a viable option for businesses over the the last couple of years. Because Jennifer Laparus, who is our director of finance, came in and just. I think has, she's incredible. Like she's just done such great work and she has such a fantastic team underneath her. And um, that is, you know, where I think in 2019, we were the number one, the, the number one CDC in the state because Jennifer and her team have just been so good at working with these, these businesses and, and, and giving out dollars to help businesses grow and thrive. It is, it, it's a really, it's a really great service that we offer at Jedco that, you know, I think is kind of one of the unsung heroes of our organization. So thank you for mentioning Jennifer, Jennifer has done an amazing job because she really understands uh, if these business owners could go to a regular bank, then that's where they would be. But if they come to Jedco is because they don't, they're not eligible through a normal path. And that's what we are designed to do. Yeah. Uh, Jetco, and and it's been great. So yes. Well, well, and we thank you for your for your service on our board. I think you've, I think you've been on our board. I've been at Jetco eight years, and I feel like you've been on the board that whole time. But if, if I I really believe that you have just been kind of a, a a presence on our board for for many many years, and it's and it's I've learned a lot from you just from sitting in on those meetings. So it's wonderful to have the Hispanic Chamber represented and especially to have someone like you who is so knowledgeable being a part of our, of our organization. I've enjoyed my tenure there and I'm stretching the, the time. Hopefully I'll be there for a little while longer. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All of these things that you were doing are just so fantastic and I think just in this, you know, this short conversation we've covered so much because the Hispanic Chamber does so much. Um, 
how does it make you feel to be doing um, such valuable work for this community? I, I feel that um, it's rewarding. It's a lot of satisfaction. I have little, little wins, you know, here and there, like I mentioned, you know, with the translation, all of a sudden, everyone's translating their press conferences. I'm receiving, you know, documentations in English and Spanish. I'm like, yay, you know, all of those times I raise my hand and is this in Spanish and is that in Spanish is paying off. Um, uh, there's a healthcare focus for the Hispanic community. Uh, digital literacy, as you know, had been a, a big focus for us for a while now. Uh, and, and now it's more important than ever. So I feel that uh, I'm, it, it just validates what I've been doing. I feel that the recognition is great and it's wonderful, but more important to me is that I'm listening to my membership. I'm listening to my uh, partners and sponsors to what the needs are. And I'm trying to bring you know satisfy those needs mm -hmm. so that we're going in the right direction that we have to keep working hard there's a lot of uh, work to be done still i think right now we have our work cut out with a lot of technical assistance a lot of building capacity and job placement for the next you know few years after this pandemic but uh, but again i think it's rewarding it, it it's been great to see the chamber grow, particularly in the last five, six years. And um, in my events, I'm very proud of my events. Uh, I think, you know, they're up to par with anyone, uh, any other event in the city. We always have great content, great speakers, and uh, I'm very proud of that. The, the Hispanic Chamber has done um, such great work for our community. We are so, so lucky to have you and your organization working with JEDCO, with Jefferson Parish, with Greater New Orleans, with Louisiana. We are so, so lucky. And I know that there are a lot of people who would probably have an interest in, in getting involved with the Hispanic Chamber. So, so how can they do that? Very easily. I mean, we have so many activities that, that I think cater to different tastes. Um, and, you mentioned our young professionals, so join our young professionals and see what activities are, you know, uh, are being coordinated through them or all of our uh, events throughout the year that, you know, bring together network. With that support, that's what the chamber feels as success. If you support our events, if they're well attended and, uh, and then share that information throughout. But visit our website to become a member. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a member to participate in events, but you know it's always great to be a future member or a member. And, uh, and hccl.biz is where you find all the membership information or you know send me an email or call me. I'm always a phone call away and we'll be happy to connect you to the area of the chamber that may be of interest. Maybe you're interested in our foundation and our workforce training program, volunteering for different events. We recently held uh, food distribution with our young professionals and we had some amazing volunteers join us. Uh, we served over 300 families. So we're always doing different types of events. Uh, unfortunately, this is a different year, so our gala won't be the normal gala that we are used to having, which is the best event in the whole year, as you know, in the whole city out of all the galas. And uh, it's so much fun, 
but we're going to do a virtual version of that as well. And then uh, we have we have job fairs, we have trade shows, we have uh, festivals, the Day of the Dead Festival, which is again, another of my favorite events, our women's events. So we have a women empowerment team. You can also volunteer to be a speaker in one of our uh, monthly women empowerment events or other events. Uh, so there are so many ways that you can uh, join the chamber, participate in our events or um, help out with our mission. That's perfect. And we will share a link to the, the Hispanic Chamber website so folks can go check it out for themselves. Um, that'll be on our website on our blog post where we share all of our podcasts. So um, we'll be sure to spread that message. I, I always like to ask at the end, is there anything that you want to talk about that I didn't ask? Um, not, not that you didn't ask. Um, I just like to send a final message. And I think uh, it's, a, it's an uplifting message because I think that's what we all need right now, uh, that we're feeling a little stressed and a little anxious about, you know, do we want to go out? Do we want to stay home? What, what should we do? Is it safe to start working out of the office? I think we're all in this together. We're learning together. And uh, I think if we follow guidelines and we use logic, wear your face mask. If you're in public, you know, keep your distance. I think we're gonna have to get out and start living again, because um, that's gonna be the only way our economy will recover. It will take some time. We're not, you know, through this already. Uh, but, but that's, you know, the message is to be positive about it. Uh, I know there are many needs out there and many uh, worried business owners uh, not knowing what, you know, the next day will bring. Uh, but I think we're working to help and reach out. Don't suffer alone, you know, reach out and find help, you know, and, and something will happen. So that's my message and um, the chamber is there for you. And thank you very much for this opportunity. We are very excited uh, to continue with all of our, the events we have planned. We, we even have a virtual job fair coming up this week. Oh, that's with, awesome. So that's, you know, I, I have to do it. We do two job fairs a year and, and this was not going to be the exception. So we're doing a virtual job fair. When is that, what, when is that happening? June 12th. Okay. And uh, it's going to be, we have 10 uh, employers already registered. And then we have registrations for individuals that are looking for employment. And we're, we kind of match them to go into breakout rooms. So it's not like you're conducting an interview in front of everyone because it's through Zoom. Um, we've all had to learn about all these new platforms. Um, but the job fair, I think, you know, hey, if there's a lot of people looking for jobs and there are many companies and, and business owners that need employees. So, well, that's great. And that actually, our, our podcasts, um, as many of our listeners know, we typically pre-record our podcasts. And so this episode will be airing on this coming Thursday. So the timing of that is really, really good. So can people, um, do people need to register in advance? And um, how, do, how do they do that? Could they register day of by any chance? They can register the day of, but 
before it starts because mm-hmm. you need to uh, be registered in all, or that way we can we can allocate or match to an employer for a you know an interview. So you go into a general room first, and then you are separated into the different. So you have a waiting room, and then the the uh, virtual breakout rooms. Got it. Where where the candidates go and conduct their interview, and then leave. That's great. Okay. You have to register to get the access, you know, through Zoom, and then to be you know in line or scheduled with the with the uh, employer that you're going to meet. Great, great. Well, we'll spread the word about that for sure. And and Myra, I know we're I know you're incredibly busy, so I, I definitely don't want to take up any more of your time. But I just want to thank you so so much for for all that you do, both for Jedco and for for the the greater community in Jefferson Parish and beyond. You are just um, su- such a wonderful partner and ally throughout all of this. And, and we are grateful for the work that, we, that you do. So thank you so much for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule to be on the show today. Um, I, I can't thank you enough for that. It's my pleasure, Kelsey, and continue doing such great work. Uh, I love to see everything that comes out of uh, the star minds of the JEDCO team. Everything is wonderful. Uh, you've been doing an amazing job throughout this, um, this pandemic with all the information and um, your website, your resource page. So thank you very much for this opportunity. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Myra. I appreciate it so much. A special thanks to Myra for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on the show. We will share a link to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Louisiana website on the JEDCO website in our podcast section. We encourage you to visit and learn more about how you can get engaged. We are in phase two of the Jefferson Back to Business Plan, a comprehensive vision for reopening the Jefferson Parish economy. You can find the Jefferson Back to Business Plan on our website at jedco.org COVID-19 updates. That page has a ton of resources, checklists, and information available for businesses as they navigate the transition into and through phase two. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. I love to hear from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.